Hey there everybody, Joe here. Just uh, real quick before the episode starts, my audio in this episode is a little weird. It sounds like the laptop I was using at the time picked up the internal microphone audio and instead of my studio microphone I had hooked up. So it's going to sound a little weird. I did my best to clean it up. Hopefully, I, th I think it's still listenable. Uh, I'm also going to redo the answer and report reading I had to do just so um, it sounds better uh, for you guys. So. Hope you still like it. Thanks, and uh, enjoy the episode. I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, does any of this make sense? Or not? Memorized a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, by Wheels. How are you, Wheels? I'm great, and I f it, this week has been a bit of a whirlwind because we went through a we went to a lot of different worlds this week, which um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot to take in a lot of a lot of different landscapes, mm -hmm. a lot of um. A lot of, like, a lot of disguised self being casted by Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess just by the whole crew. What's the, what's, no, a better spell. Is it, ooh, what's it called? It's called, like, uh, it's not called Geiss. There's some other spell that is like disguised self, but you can do it on a group of people. Mm, in D&D, okay. &D, that is, which is where disguised self is from. Is yeah. it Geiss? Let's see. Yeah, because as I was, I, I guess disguise self doesn't imply that it's just the self, <laughs> and it's Donald doing it. So. Right. Leave it to you to know. Oh more wait, about is it Gias? Code, uh, code Gias. I think it's Code Gias. Yes. All right. Um. Well, now that we've established that, I guess we should get into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So you mentioned that we went through a whirlwind of. Uh, worlds uh, and a whirlwind, if a you world. will. A whirlwind. Um, yeah, we stopped at a couple different places this week. I don't know why we say this week because I'm pretty sure just watched them all in one sitting, and now we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this episode's going to cover Atlantica, uh, Halloween Town, and also the Hundred Acre Woods sort of episodes. Um, the original episodic. That's not true. As episodic games, I was gonna say the original episodic games as opposed to Telltale, but they didn't do that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so we're gonna cover that. Should be probably still a normal length of an episode. Um, so let's start with Atlantica, then everyone's favorite world. Um, We've already made that joke, I think. Yeah, I mean we have, of course, but it never gets old to me. I'm secretly secretly actually a stand for atlantica i don't hate it at all i never hated it i never hated it at, i mean i dislike it it's but it's, i don't think i ever hated it as much as some folks yeah uh, like, there are people the who are movement like is pretty tough but the mm -hmm. enemies the enemies themselves i feel like are not 
the enemies, the difficulty of the enemies themselves are tuned to the fact that it's difficult to move there. Like, you're not fighting any of those um, big bellies, you know? Yeah, that would be, like, pretty rough. Um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like it's one of the better fleshed out worlds, and it's bogged down by the controls, but even then, it's, like, I don't know, it's, I probably like it more than most people because I didn't have trouble with it, and I still don't when yeah. I replay it, but also, like, I completely see the basis, like, if anyone tells me they hate it, I'm like, that's a completely valid argument, and I'm not gonna yeah. try and disagree with you, so, it's, unlike, um, I do want to revisit the Ocarina of Time is not good in as Kingdom Hearts 1. So that's just, that's going to be good. Are we a Kingdom Hearts podcast or are we just a podcast that's meant for bashing the Legend of Zelda franchise? Anyway. Um, yes. To both. So Goof Troop show up on Planet Atlantica. Uh, it's right next to Planet Hollywood. Yes. And they're spotted by Ariel and Flounder and Sebastian. And all of a sudden, it's a swimming lesson. Sebastian's teaching them to swim. Yeah. And um, some Heartless show up. Before they technically land on the planet, we do get some of um, that text bubble talk of Donald explaining that um, he's going to have to use his magic to, I guess, fit in in the world. And that's that's the oh, yeah. Yeah, bit we were talking about. So Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when they get there, turns out turns out even Gias is the wrong spell. I forget what it is, but there is some spell in D and D that lets you target multiple creatures and uh, disguise all of them. Great. Um, I'm. I I don't know if Kingdom Hearts perfectly lines up with D and D campaigns. It's it's sort of like um, Dark Side of the Moon and uh, Wizard of Oz. If you if you start reading the player's handbook out loud at the start of uh the original kingdom hearts not final mix uh then they they actually line up perfectly the deepest lore um and it has and it has to be the 3.5 handbook specifically and i mean what better handbook is there for kingdom hearts um uh f- five probably yeah um <laughs> oof so yeah Sora. when they get to the world sora is as a merman and Donald Duck is a, a a duck, but with eight tentacles instead of feet. A ductopus. And, yep, and Goofy is a turtle with his normal head. Goofy's like always a turtle, which is kind of weird. Yeah, because he's... Isn't he even a, some, how a turtle in Pride Lands in Kingdom he, Hearts 2? Yeah, he's a turtle there too. Um, which I guess is a reference to the fact that he uses the shield, so it fits. It, it makes sense, and it's, it, also... it, it's just weird that it's like, a turtle in both, I guess. I don't know. It's not that weird. Just kind of weird. It's like regular Kingdom yeah. Hearts weird, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of just a a straight line. Well, as far as, like, things happening, the map is not a straight line at all. But the the Heartless sort of show up after you learn how to swim, um, very conveniently timed, and they... Sora and the Goof Troop boys fight them off, and they end up going through the 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 fucking ocean maze to get to the palace. I don't. That's right. Yeah, which I guess so the... all fucking roads lead to the palace because it's just giant fucking arrows pointing everywhere. Yeah, I mean, 
it make it makes sense to me. Like it, it makes sense that they're compensating for the weird controls in this world by like just just I'm huh. sorry, just follow the arrows. But as as world design and in like realistic sense, I'm like, well, that's weird a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the palace and the heartless are still chasing every ch- chasing goof troop and Ariel. So is he King Triton? Emperor Triton? Lord Triton? I think he's King Triton. I think it's um, King Triton um, because Ariel is a princess. Uh, that's right. Uh, zaps the remaining Heartless with that powerful trident of his. Triton's trident. Um, yep. Uh, you want? And then uh, we... Uh, what happens after that? I guess it's... Oh, yeah. Uh, Triton gets a little angry with Ariel that she left the palace because he doesn't want her to leave the palace. Um, yeah, she's and... she's a, a woman, so she cannot take care of herself. That's basically the premise, I think. Of... So, we're, we are in the Disney worlds where these movies, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and... Little Mermaid I have seen, but maybe once, well, once, and when I was quite young, is that, is it really, like, Triton is, like, you can't ever leave? Because that seems, that's weird. It's, it's weird. I mean, the premise of the movie is more, like, it's not safe up there, and this movie is just sort of, like, or this world, I should say, is... A bit reductive because it's it's not about the the other world or not trusting humans. It's just vague safeness because it's the heartless yeah. and they don't leave the ocean. Um, so it, it comes off way more oppressive um, yeah. than um, anything else. And I mean, there's still like the, sort of the through line where Triton's like, no, don't I don't want you to interact with um, anything from the the other worlds as it ends up getting weirdly thrown around and and this um to the point where he's like destroying her shit that she finds but it's it, it's very weird because it's instead of oh it's the humans up top which i think everyone can relate don't trust humans it's bad um <laughs> but uh instead it's just the quote-unquote other world and it's pointed at sora who the player is playing as and is trying to do good but man, i mean whatever so what you're saying is sora's pre- so that the goof troop are sort of meddling with this story that's actually 100 percent what triton fucking says so yeah uh, but we'll um, uh, we'll get to that scene in a, in a bit triton also gets mad at goof troop themselves uh when goofy mentions He's like really playful about it he's like swimming around he's like oh yeah well uh, nope that's not uh where is he where is he Gorsh! Nope, that's like... Mm. Where is it? It's gone. It's not there anymore. Anyway, you lost uh, your he goof. says... He says, uh... Yeah, I don't have it anymore. He says that, um... They're looking for the keyhole, and he's very happy about it, and Triton's like, Sorry, you're looking for the what? That doesn't exist. Get out of my palace. Which um, is totally not suspicious. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, he pretty much just gets really mad about the keyhole thing, and then 
uh, tells Ariel to never leave the palace, and then that's immediately what she does. Like, she just swims yep. out. Like, the palace is super fucking small. It's just pillars and Triton alone. If the game is to be believed. Yeah. Yeah, based on the, the context of the game that it is given to us, it's just it's just Triton. Like, there's only, like, three fucking people in this ocean. I don't blame her for wanting to go to other worlds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they do that. Sebastian is like, I'm curious about the keyhole, too. And then Triton, like, tells him to shut up as well. It's very mean about it all. Um, and I guess they sort of go over Ursula as well. It's kind of... Y- yeah, so mentioned. Sebastian says, Sebastian gives his sort of report because apparently he was tasked with uh, um, studying this influx of Heartless and says that, and he reveals that he's found that the Heartless are coming from Ursula's grotto and... Triton is like, oh, that darned sea witch, or whatever he says. I don't know. That's pretty much exactly what he says. <laughs> uh, my, my notes, my, my notes say, Goof Troop visits Ariel's apartment, which <laughs> I guess is kind of the right word. It's her grotto, <laughs> technically, but it's kind of her apartment. It's her... It, I mean, to see beachfront property apartment condominium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ariel's Grotto. Um, also, I mean, that's the thing. It's more of a storage unit than an apartment because it's that she lives at the palace, but she stores all of her stupid shit that she hoards. That's true. In yeah. this in this hole in the wall. I really want to see the episode of Storage Wars <laughs> where they sell off this storage unit. It's just a bunch of forks. I don't get it. <laughs> um, it's got who's it's and what's it's galore. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, they, I didn't see like any of this on my, like the theater mode didn't really. I can, I can pick up the slack then. Yeah, it pretty um, much just cuts to, oh, they're here and they're talking about going to other worlds and now they're leaving. So. I mean, that's basically it. They look at some items and then Sora and Ariel kind of bond over there. Uh, mutual love of the idea of going to other worlds um Mm -hmm. uh basically ariel complains about how parents just don't get it um and then they leave and then we see some nasty eels showing up um yeah and turns out that ursula can see through the eyes of the nasty eels and and, in doing so sees goof trope goof trope goof (laughs) troop hanging out with Ariel and says something about how the girl could prove useful and says something ominous. Nope. Says something (laughs) ominous that I wrote down, which is Triton, my old friend, your day is coming. And then we cut to back to gameplay as they explore the space. They sort of straight, straight um, back to that super happy music immediately after terrifying uh, cutscenes. Um, it's you talk to Flounder. Flounder says that I have a dolphin friend, and he's nice. If you grab onto him, he will take you to a cool place. I I can't make a joke out of that because it's too. It's pretty pure. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like... so good the way it is. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful image. Uh, I merman with a giant key riding on the back of a dolphin mm-hmm. 
there's not a lot better than that. Um, and you get to see it a few times. They ride the dolphin to a brand new spot where there's like a sunken ship and they go in and as they go in there's like a looming shadow and this is folks if you're listening at home and you're trying to write a story this is not what foreshadowing looks like because here there's a looming shadow as the characters are going down into the the sunken the shipwreck and then the instant they're down there oh a shark slams into the ship and it's like that that shadow was was initially like communicated as like oh here's a thing to worry about later and then oh actually instantly it's just here now you don't even give the audience time to sort of like forget but still remember that that's a threat enough that it surprises them when it comes up again later anyway writing tips with wheels the shark yeah the shark doesn't really do anything so they pick up a uh, they open a chest that has a trident-shaped crystal on it. Um, you get some mithril downstairs, <laughs> down the, down in the, deeper in the, on the, what do you call it? I don't know ship words, but they go deeper into the ship, and they get some mithril, and then they head back out, and you can fight the shark, but I don't think you have to. Um, Does that mean Jet Monkey HD ran away from danger? No, he fought it. Um, he's a brave monkey um a brave uh primate um he fought the shark which seemed to be a very easy mini boss um yeah, it doesn't maybe do a lot he's just very good he's, but, i mean um, i guarantee you he is very good um yeah uh i've never seen him die <laughs> well i guess he could edit it out but i doubt he would i feel like he's too honest that's true um is um, i don't remember i i don't i can't think of the last time I've ever sat down and watched this movie on purpose, so I don't actually know how much the sh- the, the shark is in the movie. If it is, um, it's probably a movie thing, which is why it's here. Yeah, uh, like I said, I haven't seen this movie since I was a child, so yeah. I don't have a great memory of it either. Yeah, otherwise, I um, think it would be heartless. Because uh, I mentioned, um, I think it was Agrabah that uh, something. I think the Cave of Wonders was like the first uh something or other boss that was like something from the movie and then as soon as i was like listening to it after it came out and i was like why the fuck did i think that because <laughs> literally like I, other than the shark that i don't know about every world has one and it's yeah honestly i'm, I'm now i'm wondering if two is the other way around and doesn't have that but i can't I don't know. I'm not going to make any statements, any development statements that cover the entire game, because I'll be wrong. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope I fix that by the time that we have to fucking <laughs> recap the entire story in one go. <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, Let's see. They go back to Ariel's grotto, and they put the trident crystal in, like, a trident-shaped hole in her grotto, at which point... Uh, you want to take over because it's a cutscene, so you would have seen this part. Yeah, Triton comes in and fucks that shit right up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, he fucked that shit. Yeah, he just blows up the crystal and yells a bunch. Um, and then Ariel leaves. She's very upset. She's very hurt. And Triton is like, Sora, I know who you are. <laughs> you are from another world. Which... You are doing the one thing the key bearer is not supposed to do, which is mental. This is weird to me. What? 
I realize Triton is an important figure in this world, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps the important figure in this world. However, it's always been unclear to me why characters just know things about the Keyblade and Keybearer well, stuff. We like, I mean, is... I'm talking like uh, like your Final Fantasy characters mm-hmm. that know about it too. It's strange to me. Yeah, and I mean, this is definitely content for the next answer report. That's fair, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of things that have happened in this universe before Kingdom Hearts 1 that would justify it um, if we want to buy into that. Alternatively, like it almost seems like Ariel might have meant to be a princess of heart because if she was, I think that would justify Triton knowing a bit more if she, yeah. if she was important. But she's Do you think- not. Do you think okay this is this is pure unadulterated uncut uh uh 100% purity speculation do you think that she was supposed to be a princess of heart as opposed to say Alice but then they realized wait she doesn't have legs <laughs> and can't be on land I mean hypothetically uh, <laughs> because really that's the only justification I could find for her not being one is that she don't got yeah. no feet, but, uh, alternatively, why would, why wouldn't they just go with the actual source story and go for those feet? That's true. Cause, uh, d- yeah, we don't get that here. Do we? It's... Even when we return, do we return to Atlantica later in this game? No. Um, I mean, spoilers for Kingdom Hearts <clears throat> 2. That's where that plot comes in. But yeah. in this world, in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's purely under the sea. It's just Ursula fucking shit up. Um, I mean, it is better down where it's wetter. It, so I can yeah, and I, I can take that from you. I believe it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's weird, too, because it, it has the same sort of climax where Ursula um, gets real super swole and um, throws around this trident. They just do it underwater instead. It's... They get creative with it, huh? Yeah. That's one We should that's get going because we've been recording for a long time and we're still on Atlantica. Yeah. Um, I guess creative is one way so, to look at it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, we've, I mean, that's the thing. We've kind of jumped around and summarized most of Atlantica. So there's just kind of some details missing. Um, yeah, let's see. What, here, what do I have here that's important? They go confront Ursula. Oh, yeah. So Ursula shows up. Um, when Ariel's upset about Triton and she's like, hey, I can help you out. I can help you travel to other worlds um, as long as you do me a favor and show me uh, where the keyhole is, where she the keyhole is in the palace uh, or help me find the keyhole in the palace or get me into the palace so I can find the keyhole. Got it right on the third time. <laughs> um, so Ariel does that for her. Um, Ursula steals the trident while all of this is happening, but luckily for everyone but Ursula and her lackey eels, um, the keyhole is not actually in the palace, so she uh, goes off, I guess, looking... Well, I guess not looking for it, but to sort of regroup to look for it later. Goof Troop goes and confronts her, defeats her, gets the trident back. Um, Turns out the crystal trident they had put on the trident-shaped hole would have revealed the keyhole... Uh, but Triton destroyed it, but the actual Triton that Triton has 
trident 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 gum and saying that <laughs> word so much uh the actual trident that they recovered from ursula after defeating her reveals the keyhole and it is sealed um and we get uh that third ansem report that we do i was wondering if we were going to get through the entirety of atlantica without you saying floatsum or jetsum and i'm assuming you just don't remember their names oh that's their names that's cute <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah answers report three um the game kind of gives them to you in fucking weird order i guess i can't find a particular justification for why but uh once you start defeating these big bads um you start to get more of them um so after ursula we get number three and i'm gonna read that real quick and we're gonna talk about it the shadows that crawl beneath the castle are they the people who lost their hearts or shit, my window isn't big enough. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to keep that in, and you need to have that be in the answer voice. Okay. Uh, oof, I'm just gonna start right over then. Also, um, I don't know if I can keep a straight face with this now. Uh, the shadows that crawl beneath the castle are they the people who lost their hearts, or incarnations of darkness, or something entirely beyond my imagination? All my knowledge has provided no answer. One thing I am sure of is that they are entirely devoid of emotion. Perhaps further study will unlock the mysteries of the heart. Fortunately, there is no shortage of test samples. They are multiplying underground even as I write this report. They still need a name. Those who lack hearts. I will call them the heartless. But do they lack hearts, though? They don't, because... <laughs> Oh, man. Joe, I hate this game sometimes. I love it so much. Um, I love it so much. It's so... Because they are hearts, right? They are... the They're hearts who, who've who been taken by darkness. Yeah. The darkness. I mean, this literally sounds like... Yes. Um, the comic and video game franchise, The Darkness. This sounds a lot like <laughs> Ansem is having the exact same debate that we are. Like, are they people who lost their hearts, or are they incarnations of darkness? Which, actually, that's a different conversation that we'll probably have in the Ansem report. But, um, we... Ooh, now we're starting to, like, talk about Ansem reports and Ansem reports, and it's getting real messy on which one's which. Um, yeah. Because I, of course, mean our, our spoiler-filled episodes that we will be doing one again soon, but we'll talk about that later. Um... Yeah, he's he's still sort of figuring it out, and by golly, I guess we are too. Um, are we just going to take to heart the more fleshed out canon that comes in the later games and hold Kingdom Hearts 1 to that standard? Or I... try and meet in the middle somewhere where this leads to that? But there, suffice it to say, there, uh, we cut out a bit there because... Uh, we realized we were starting to talk about spoilers, which we're not allowed to do until uh, the answer before episodes. Um, the yeah, yeah. Were at like, my door. We, uh, yeah. I had the promise that I was going to cut it out. There were like, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good scene. Bad. I had Heartless with them. Mm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, w- we cut out some things, but suffice it to say, there are some sort of hand wavy things you could say <laughs> that justifies why this, the sort of statements here don't match up completely with the kingdom hearts 
canon, but it, uh, but one way to say it is just that this is a person who's trying to figure out the Heartless, so maybe they just don't know all the details that are then Yeah, I mean, this is this video is... games. Mm-hmm. Because um, ultimately, this is a third report of, spoiler, 13. Um, well, 13 in Final Mix. Because um, I, I, I think it's maybe 11 or 12 in the regular version. But mm-hmm. um, it's there's that. There's also, I mean, I, I don't want to keep throwing stuff to, oh, it's the first game they didn't know yet, because I want to... Literally, that's our problem, and that's why we made this podcast, is because we're trying to line the pieces up. Um, right. Yours and mine. And it's it's difficult, because we run into shit like this. Um, but I guess this is where Ansem names the Heartless. Um, so that's important. And the rest of it will probably dive into when we do our next uh, spoiler-filled Ansem Report episode. We did it. We did Atlantica and Ansem's Report 3. Mm-hmm. Great job. Halloween Town it is, right? Yes. Um, our next stop is Halloween Town, um, where once again, um, it's World Match with Donald Duck, uh, our favorite uh, reality TV show. Man, I'm just really chalking up this fucking Donald Duck taco shit, and I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah, you're really you're really high it's, on that comparison. It's um, accidental, I swear. Um, it is quite good, though. <laughs> it's um, pretty good. So... Uh, yeah, so he, he casts through. Code Geass, but all, they all look like um, yeah. weird. <laughs> they all look like weird, spooky, spooky scaries. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of this world is in between cutscenes, so I think you're going to be doing a lot more. Talking. I mean, the world is short anyway, mm-hmm. it feels like. Um, so there's probably, honestly, not a lot that you miss in terms of story-related stuff, because a lot of it is just combat. Yeah, it's, it's really um, just a matter of, like, I'm like, okay, now they're here, but why? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, I can fill in those spots, but first they just sort of wander into the Times Square where the mayor introduces Jack Skellington, um, whom Goof Troop then follow into... Does the doctor have a name, or is he just the doctor? Oh, man, my brain is saying Finkelstein. I hope it's right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Great job, Brain. Um and then Goof Troop sort of uh eavesdrop on their conversation and they learn that the two of them are trying to like uh be able to control the Heartless because Jack is like, Oh, these things are spooky, they'll be great for Halloween. I wanna make them part of my Halloween dance because he's sort of in charge of the Halloween festivities. They, for some reason, need to be able to do that. They need an artificial heart. Um, Man, this would be really fucking weird if I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the heart has a big key on it, and they need someone with a... Or, sorry, a keyhole on it, and they need someone with a giant key to unlock it. And then Sora does that off-screen, which is really weird. You just see a conversation where Donald is like... Donald and the Goofy are like, are you really going to unlock that heart? And Sora's like, yeah. Cut to Jack saying, well, anyway, thanks for doing that, Sora. Yeah, it's kind of like the cutscene fades in while, like, 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 right after it's done. Like, you see the key moving away right. from it. It's right. masterful direction, really. But um, So it doesn't work. 
the the heart doesn't. So they think there might be missing some ingredients, namely memory. Uh, and for that reason, how on brand for uh, our podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have it memorized, as it turns out. So uh, they need to find Sally, who will have the ingredient for memory. Hey, I don't know if you can if you can hear it. The film. I don't know if you can hear it on your end, but I think we had a new guest member in the ice cream truck. <laughs> um oh that's good <laughs> we, you... we stopped recording on friday so the garbage truck would stop ruining and, and then fucking the ice cream truck decides well at least this is pleasant yeah i think that's i mean here's the thing what we should do is never mention it <laughs> in the future but stick with me invite our listeners to like tweet at us hey there was an ice cream truck <laughs> Actually, no, no. Even better, not tweet at us because that does not does us nothing. Just just tweet to their followers. Hey, there is an ice cream truck at whatever timestamp, and then just tag it like, or and and then at us. So like your whole followership yeah, sees this... you talking about ice cream trucks. This is gonna be a great seasonal part of the podcast because that's true for like two weeks um oof man that's great um it's a shame too because it probably won't be back when ice cream is a big plot point in kingdom hearts yeah probably will and it probably just won't ever happen again that the stars align anyway anyway it's also easier for me to tell you to uh spam your followers uh feeds (laughs) with uh, ice cream truck mentions than it is to actually do myself which i would never do yeah um, um twitter.com slash the travis w yes um, uh i had a bit written down like in my notes um oh that's fun let's do it <laughs> well i i missed the we were talking talking about the, the heartless won't dance for jack that's all he wants and i had this bit planned where i was gonna really go in oh on... safety dance no no god no um okay i i really remember this movie went from when I was going to call Cats Don't Dance. And I was going to do this whole bit about this film called Heartless Don't Dance. But it's, I thought it was a Disney movie, but it's not. I looked it up, and I also learned that it has a 6.9 on IMDb and 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Nice. That's, what is this movie? It's called Cats Don't Dance. I can't remember much <laughs> else of the film. Um, it's very nice, though. Yeah. It's very Crit- the crit- the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critics consensus. Nice, <laughs> very nice. That's the end of my my memory. <laughs> well, I'm glad we had that discussion. So Goof Troop goes looking for Sally. They find Zero, who's the ghost dog, who then leads them to Sally, who's like right there. It turns out, uh, Sally. They tell Sally they need memory from her, so she gives them uh, the forget me not flowers. Um, which is cute but yeah it is it's a little clever joke uh but then tells them that she has a bad feeling about all of this and jack's like nah it'll be real cool so they do it (laughs) jack's a really interesting character because he's got such this overconfidence about him that ruins everything um and I, i really like how they lean into that dramatic irony of just like you know it's not gonna go well um which makes it a little bit different from every other world um yeah because like you get a lot of just oh they're there and they're on your side i guess whereas like jack is like actively doing shit wrong and dragging you along for it 
Sorry, my laptop just fucking muted itself. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just did this rant about Jack being a dumb asshole. Uh, yeah, I could hear you. Okay, so would it, I, I, I had so many good jokes in there. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them when I edit the episode. Um, and it'll it, be a rough spot to edit. I'll just give you that because it took me a while to figure out that you couldn't hear. Me. Yeah, because it probably was just like, no, I'm just ignoring you. I'm going to keep going. And I was like, oh damn, okay, sorry, yikes! You really wanted to finish like that a, sentence. Just a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is quite a. Quite a hoot this episode is. Um, <laughs> yeah, wish me luck on that. Uh, so after this scene with Sally, there's what? Shock, Lock, and Barrel is their names? Nah, not yet. I mean, there's a little thing that doesn't matter so m- Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the- there's a short scene with them where uh, Goof Troop leave the area and then the camera pans over to Lock, Shock, and Barrel, who are the little... Uh, um... What would you call them? The misfit toys <laughs> is the is the exact phrase that came to mind. The the little gross children that follow Oogie Boogie. So they see them and they say, "We're gonna tell Oogie Boogie." Um, and then we also learn that Oogie Boogie wants to use the heart to control the heartless, but for bad reasons. It's weird that he can't do that though, because he's in Maleficent's fucking secret circle. He's like the only one that can't That's do it. That's true. Never thought about that. That's always bugged me. And by always, I mean, like, since I played this game again after getting into college. Um, huh. It's Never thought weird. about that. And I don't know if it's because he's a bag of bugs. That might be relevant. Or let me let me think. Have we been to any... What worlds have we been to where, other, other than the Coliseum, where... Uh, Maleficent's crew are actually the bad people. None, right? Um, wait. Oh, Ursula, Atlantica. Ursula was on, was in her fold at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and she definitely has control over the heartless. Yeah, Jafar does. Um, oh yeah, he's there too. Clayton didn't, wasn't in her fold, but did... And he didn't really have control. He just sort of. He he notably lost control. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. There was no hand in Wonderland and Coliseum. I guess we can assume Hades is supplying the Heartless. Yeah. It would make sense. Um. Yeah. So you're right. So. It's just, it's just unjustified. Anyway. Yeah. Weird. Um, weird oppression. What do you got against bug sacks? I have a lot against <laughs> sacks of bugs. We, Fair. Uh, we can skip past. There's a part where they like do. There's another fetch quest where they need another ingredient, which is surprise, where they do some little things for the mayor, and then they get a jack in the box, um, and they return, and they finish the heart, but then the lock, shock, and barrel trip the doctor, and it makes him throw. It makes him drop the heart, which then they take and run off. Uh, with and goof troop go and try to confront them they chase them through the dvd box art for nightmare before christmas um and then they chase them up a tower oh you can they... oh man i was gonna make a really good pumpkin hill joke about okay yeah go for it i mean it's not really a joke so much as i was gonna read the lyrics 
to the Pumpkin Hill music from Sonic Adventure 2. Because down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my last piece. Which actually, that does line up with what's going on in Kingdom Hearts. Um, Is that... I, um... I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The Great Emerald's mm. power allows me to feel. Um, this probably seems crazy. Crazy. A graveyard theory. Um, a, a, a ghost um, tried to approach me and uh, got leery. This is bad. I love I love haunted pee, but I just I can't keep it up. Let's move. On. I don't know enough about Sonic to make jokes about it, <laughs> which is why this isn't a Sonic podcast. Um, That's the reason. Yeah, it's, I mean it is the main. Re- I have the ability to make jokes about Kingdom Hearts. Let's see. They go up a tower. And then they beat up some kids. <laughs> they just fight children, which is what Lock, Shock, and Barrel are. I mean, yes. They are small children, and they get beat up by a giant E. The- I was waiting for you to be like, but it's okay because, because like. <laughs> there isn't an okay. The- there's no justification for this. They're children. Just, 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 uh, you're, you're like, you're like just put three them times their out. size. Put them in time out. Yeah. And even the one set one is like, I'm sorry. I'll behave now when you like beat him up. Yeah. This just got became a real Rough fucking out there. This became a fucking like downer podcast all of a sudden. Well, I mean, it's a downer game. Um, right now, yeah, yeah. Then they say, "Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't only us. We were just following orders." So they go up further into the tower, and they confront Oogie Boogie. Uh, you want to take this part because it's a cutscene. Uh, he eats the heart. <laughs> he... It's a bold move, Oogie. Yeah, bold move to just fucking consume it and do his bug sack. Um. Where I'm assuming it just sort of floats in there. Ooh, don't want to think about that. <laughs> nope, not good. And he try, he he's like, all right, well now come the heartless, and he does. And um, probably one of the more funnier lines and deliveries in this game. He yells about how yeah. nobody will disrespect him, and just continues on with the boss fight that he had planned without the heartless involved. Um, which ends up being one of the more interesting fights in this game. I'm not going to say it's particularly great or good, but it's better than just whacking the same shit over and over again. Um, yeah. And, like, so that's cool. And then there's, like, they win. Sure, you win. It's fucking Kingdom Hearts. And there's no goddamn pomp and circumstance. Like, he dissolves. Like, he, the the bag bursts and bugs start to fall out, and they just leave silently. Like they don't, it's harrowing. They don't want to address what they just watched. It's uh, the stuff of nightmares, which I guess makes sense because it is the nightmare before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just a nightmare in this game. Yeah, there's not a lot of Christmas happening here. Zero percent Christmas, one hundred percent nightmare. Hey, Zero's the name of the dog. That's fun. Uh, so after they leave the manor, conveniently, as soon as they're on like solid ground, um the manor decides to become Oogie Boogie or Oogie Boogie decides to become the manor. It's questionable. It's weird. There's something about orbs. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. They, they burst some orbs. You pop um, those, those darkness zits that Oogie be getting. And 
weirdly that's all you need to do and it just fucking disappears and then, and then the uh... keyhole was under the tower the whole time here's a part that i think is cool though <laughs> this keyhole is like super large so sora uses the moon you know because like the moon is on is like in a lot of the you know it's in the famous shot from nightmare before christmas um he uses the moon to like reflect the like beam from his keyblade to then like reflect down onto the keyhole which is like too large for you know just your average beam so it sprays like moonlight on it and then it seals the keyhole which is cool i think yeah um we didn't mention how weird the keyhole was in atlantica that they just sort of summoned a fucking physical form out of nowhere yeah it's weird too that's weird uh oh. i really like how kingdom hearts 2 approaches keyholes as a it's better <laughs> especially yep. considering the concept of keyholes but we'll get to that in like i don't know how long a year yeah well i don't know how long chain of memories is gonna take and i'm really scared of it i didn't realize that we were gonna get and then kingdom 358 hearts. over two is presumably before that as well because mm-hmm. of the timeline well i thought we were doing chronological release of games oh you're right you're right my bad that timeline which is gonna make it really hard <laughs> to not yeah. talk about over two, but that's how it was presented to us by our our loving um overlords overlords the powers that be um over at squeenix so hey we got an ansem report number we, seven we got an ansem report number seven it's your turn to read it i'm gonna, it I'm gonna scroll Let's to see. it make sure your window's big enough to read the whole it is damn it's, it's paragraph. a glorious size I am studying material from the meteors that rained down that fateful night. What a find! The material is foreign to our world. It is elastic to the touch, and when two pieces are combined, they bond easily. None of the records even mention such a substance. Was it introduced to this world when I opened the door? I wonder how many other such materials drift through the atmosphere of this tiny world. I wish I could soar off and find out. Could there be uncharted worlds up there? My curiosity never ceases to grow. But I should stop speaking of such unrealistic dreams. For now, there's no way to venture outside of this world. My people and I are but prisoners of this tiny place. Was it introduced to this world when I opened the door? That's a good dang question, Mr. What Ransom. What is he talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? I mean, I'm going to scroll up and look at the other answer reports and see if I can figure it out. But Because I don't immediately know what he means by the material from the meteors that rained down answer report six talks about a door oh number five says that night i observed a giant meteor shower in the sky could it be related to the door i opened when do you open the fucking Um, door is it four is it two oh that so this is something from ansem report nine which we're all we are allowed to talk about because it's in this game um, in nine, he is when he meets Mickey, and he says he is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. Okay, uh, he called so... these pieces gummy blocks. So, so a meteor gummy shower, blocks were sailing from... a meteor, a meteor shower of gummy blocks would mean like somebody fucking beefed it, right? Maybe. I mean, there's like a lot of gummy blocks to be had just in you know blowing up asteroids like if you when you blow up little asteroids there are gummy mm-hmm. blocks inside so presumably if there were a meteor shower 
maybe the meteors have them inside. <sighs> Man, Anthem Reports 9 is going to fucking destroy us when we get to a spoiler episode. I don't know if you read the rest of it, but... Oh, I didn't. I just read the part that said meteors. Okay. Let's not fuck ourselves up in this episode. Um, huh. So, okay. So we get that report. Um, was there anything else to really say about it before we move on? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to say about Anthem Report 7, and it's all kind of spoiler stuff regarding the rest of the franchise so that's right um we will definitely talk about these answer reports when we get to the next spoilery episode which we call answer reports <laughs> um confusing we know yeah i mean it's it comes with the territory and uh just to mention again before i forget um we are going to do that episode after neverland right um do we want to do like a really quick, uh, make hundred acre wood very, very quick since we're running low on time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much not to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it doesn't really affect the mythos of the lore. There's no heartless or anything. It's, it's just nice. It's really nice. I, um, am super nostalgic for Winnie the Pooh growing up with it. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Um, this, these so you sort of find these lost pages throughout the worlds and treasure chests so you can very easily not get any of them um but uh it is considered a keyhole to seal so um it's as, as you find them you unlock sort of uh it's very similar to episodes of um like a telltale game or something but it's sort of this idea where when you first go, when Merlin gives you the book, this is the book in um, Merlin's little fucking hut thing. We, we talked about it in the Traverse Town Revisited, but um, we meet Pooh, who is trying to learn, or trying to figure out how to say goodbye to himself um, because all of his friends are disappearing, and he's like, well, Pooh's going to be next. i got to figure out how to say goodbye to Pooh, which is like weirdly existential and fucked up super sad too <laughs> very sad um so yeah he's like he's like oh i'm sora and it's like did you say did you come to say goodbye to poo too and it's like my heart is shattered into a million tiny pieces um yeah winnie the pooh's nice winnie and you shouldn't the, be sad ever winnie the pooh's like my best friend ever he's just a little golden bear he's a little golden poo um uh yeah so as you find the pages his friends start to return in places in the hundred acre wood or as wheels like to say a thousand million fucking hundred acre wood uh mm -hmm. start to come back and he starts to um say hello to his friends uh so first there's the honey tree and piglet shows up um piglet's super fucking scared because everybody's gone which is cute and sad um, and there's a mini game. And understandable. Understandable. Fucking the world's disappearing. <laughs> um, and who knows where he was for that time between you finding the pages? It's yeah. That it really complicates this notion of uh, I forget which philosopher posited it, but like, why should I be afraid of death if I wasn't, if uh, not being born wasn't scary? Because what if what if there's something after and you just don't remember where you were for a, for an eternity's amount of time? 
Anyway, <laughs> Anyways, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Um, it also kind of complicates our understanding of how worlds work in Kingdom Hearts because this is considered one. It's that's true. Bonkers. Yeah. Um, it's a magic book. So what if all the worlds are just magic things? Like, oh shit, man! I don't want to think about that. Um, so uh, Hunter Decker Wood is also a bunch of mini games. Um, every every little um. Uh, episode or so i'm gonna say that because it's easy um has a mini game so the first is climbing the honey tree uh the second page you find will give you rabbit's house um where Pooh sort of invites himself in to eat all of rabbit's honey and then gets stuck in a hole very good um and then rabbit tries to remove him by loosening him with carrot juice but you have to stop tigger from Bouncing on the carrots so Rabbit can use them. Um, and then you fucking launch Pooh out of the hole anyway, into some pots. Um, and then Eeyore is in the river and gets loses his tail and you find it. And Tigger and Rue bounce, which is cool because Rue comes back. Tigger gets his bouncing spot back. Um, there's not really a whole lot to these segments. It's just kind of um, talking and text bubbles and then the minigames happen. Um, and then the last one is... Who gets lost following footsteps, but he realizes that they're his footsteps, and he's been walking in a circle, and um, you have to find all of his friends. And then there's this like super cute and sad cut scene where all of the friends are back together, and they're so happy about it, but Sora's got to go find uh, his friends now, and he does this weird fucking breakfast club thing where he like punches his fist in the air with his back to all the poo <laughs> characters, and then he just fucking fades out of their existence. And they say some really cute shit, too, like, uh, oh, you've always been here, you can come back whenever you want. Which makes me really sad, because, like, that's literally, like, the the idea behind Winnie the Pooh when you're playing this as a teenager. Yeah. And it's like, man, sad now. I wish these... I'm sad about Winnie the I'm Pooh. I'm sad about Winnie the Pooh, and, like, the minigames aren't that good. That's true. So that's, that's some complicated feelings. It. Um, the weirdest thing is the fucking Breakfast Club punch that I never noticed until this watch through. Yeah. Um, how are we doing the? So I guess we say our things. So I'm Wheels. You can find me at Twitter.com/slash/TheTravisW, and then two other podcasts I do are Very Random Encounters. It's a tabletop role-playing game podcast, uh, and then Arbitrary Archive, which is like a media recommendation podcast uh joe what about you i am on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of j-o if that's how you spell my name and i do another podcast called we are watching one piece um where my friend jory and i watch one piece um we have a bunch of episodes where we recap arcs um one of these we're going to start doing weekly episodes of like five or so episodes at a time so um, also, you should follow the uh, Memorize Cast Twitter. We've mentioned it once, but I'm going to plug it again because this is where we plug shit. Um, so we post episodes and occasionally I make good jokes. And you make. There's a lot of good. There are a lot of good memes there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said I because you run the Twitter. I guess it's just because I did Kyrie Ray Jepsen. Um, the first thing you said when you just said Kyrie Ray Jepsen send tweet. What does that mean? <laughs> I realize Ky- I realize the Kyrie Ray Jepsen, like Carly Ray Jepsen, but why does it just then say send tweet? I don't know if I can 
properly explain to you that very niche meme. I think it's a joke about. I think it's mainly a voice, a joke about voice to text. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, but it's good. Trust me. Um. I, it seemed like a good thing. It was good. I made that tweet and then I fucking photoshopped Kyrie's head and a wayfinder into her hand in like 15 minutes. It was great. That was very good. It was good. good. That was Atlantica. That was Halloween Town. That was Hundred Acre Wood. Got, Got it memorized? memorized? You know me, the fighting freak knuckles, and we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? Get to me, I'm just gonna creep Down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my lost piece I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet The great Emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing, but it's around something